be so proud of me this morning. I set an alarm what? and I got up early. Well, what time was the alarm? Six. Oh, That's good. Wow. Isn't that good? That's really good. What's your alarm? Um, five thirty, six, six. <sighs> well, actually, of most days. What and what time do you go to bed? I'm really trying. Nine. <laughs> oh fuck you! <laughs> I can't stay up late. I really can't. You see, if I could get to bed at nine nine thirty every night, oh, the mornings don't stand a chance against me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. You have to get a full. You have to get a full get eight a full hours. Eight. Yeah, Otherwise, it's really hard to get up. Yeah, it still is hard. It still is hard it's to get hard. up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Don't. I don't want to trick anyone into thinking that it's easy. No, Steven's a trickster. Also, I love tricks. <laughs> I love tricks. Our favorite, our favorite, our favorite YouTube, yoga instructor. No, our favorite YouTuber recently announced that she's a oh. morning person now. <laughs> she's a morning person now? Jealous. If I you want to know, you can DM us. Yeah, if you want to know who it is, DM us. I have been setting an alarm for 7.30, which I feel very proud about because yeah. I'm, I'm a night owl. Like, I stay up for fucking ever. Yeah. Well, when I wanted to transition, that's what I did. I started shifting it back like 15 minutes every week for like a month until I arrived at like a time that I wanted to get up at. That's fast. I would do that and then just go back on all of it on one weekend. <laughs> just that's the problem. Wake, the weekends are a real, are a real mess for that. <laughs> they are. I feel like I could do 7.30 weekdays and I'll do 8.30 weekends until I feel good about it. Okay. Right? Okay. I mean, you don't have to I was looking me. for permission. You I was looking to for you to be like, me? yes. No, I just like permission. Yeah. No, you can do that. It's... Thank you. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> I wanted you to say, mm-hmm. And then you'll have more time to get up in the morning and watch really long Jessica Chastain movies. The 355. <laughs> I did that this morning. Did you know. know that that's what I did? That's yeah, what I, I like to get you. up early and I usually watch the movies then because it's it sort of yeah. forces you to do it. You're still in like a vegetative state a little bit. So you're kind I, of like <laughs> I was. I wasn't really ready. You don't it. have the ener- you don't have the energy to get up and like remove yourself from the film, so you're sort of trapped. So that's what I like about doing it in the morning. I was still in that in that in between sleep and waking and Yeah, you're like one let eye me tell open. You, nothing like fresh morning murders to get you going. Oh my god. <laughs> It's there funny that shots that scared me. It's okay, yeah, we'll get to the violence. But what was really interesting to me about before I even turned the movie on was the runtime. Oh because my god. It's so disheartening. It's, it's so disheartening <laughs> to see that it's over two hours. And then what's even more shocking is that it's I think it's only two minutes shy of the longest movie of all time, The Eyes of Tammy. <laughs> Which I, which I, I told you I recently concluded after I started it a month ago. You started it over a month ago. I am not I one. Wasn't... I am not one to watch movies in installments. But I'm telling you, yeah, you don't do. That. I couldn't make it past. I couldn't watch two scenes in a row of that movie. <laughs> when one scene ended, I had to take a break for the day. You said bath time. <laughs> it was the longest movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Two minutes shy of the longest movie ever. <laughs> It was so I long. Went to theaters to see that. That's insane. Captive audience. You you paid seventeen dollars. You better sit your ass down. Yeah, it's like are you are, you're not gonna get up because you paid. I paid and but... I paid for a soda. Oof. <laughs> Oof. You really committed. I committed to the the bit of woman who watches biopics that covers life. Tammy Faye is a weird movie because I I I, I didn't hate. The we scenes. should do that one next week. <laughs> oh my god, I can't. I can't watch Tammy it again. 
The every scene that I watched, I think I liked. It's just when the whole thing was put together, mm-hmm. I found it insufferable. I felt like we could skip some chapters. I was like, yeah, let's skip ahead. Skip. Skip out any I oh love when a biopic covers a weekend. Yeah, like Spencer. That's why Spencer was so good. Because it was Spencer so quick. was amazing. I yeah. bet if it was two hours and it was just like a day and a really important day in Tammy Faye's life. I bet it would have been a much more interesting movie. I'd be down. But when you go from literally a child to death. Literally a child. <laughs> you know you're in for a journey. Yeah. And I agree with you. You pointed to one scene. There's one really good scene. At the end. It's really me. sad. It's so sad. <laughs> but other than that, nothing... Now, what I will say is that one scene stood out for me that I remember from the eyes of Tammy Faye. When mm-hmm. I finished the 355, I don't remember any of the scenes. I, there, It's just scrambled eggs. <laughs> I don't remember any of the moments. It's all up there. <laughs> it's up there somewhere, and I'm hoping that it... I'm hoping we find it. We re-trigger we some it. of those memories because I know I was watching it because I was actively confused. So I can only be confused if I'm paying attention. Yeah. So I know it's there somewhere. So I'm looking forward to unpacking. I'm looking forward to just what grasping in the it movie. when we need it. <laughs> this movie, in general, this, I was going to say this brand, this genre of yeah. movie is hard for me. Okay, what genre are you talking about? Girl boss movies or spy movies <laughs> or violence movies? I have a real tough time with women in leadership roles. <laughs> You know what I was thinking though is that this is really okay. Out of all the out of all the girl boss leaders that Jessica Chastain has played, I this this one is definitely not my favorite. You know, you know, I'm a total. I'm, I'm a, a champion. Zero Dark Thirty. Okay, I'm a Miss Sloan. I'm a Miss Sloaner. Oh, you, you know, I Ms. love Miss Sloan. Sloan. When she omitted it from her, that's not my name challenge. And you were like, what about I was Sloan? so, yeah, I was like, wow. Jessica, if you're listening. Jessica, if you're listening, Miss Sloan is your greatest work. That's your holy grail. Now, I will say, though, that I, I did find her, her, her performance in this movie more enjoyable than Eyes of Tammy Faye. And what I would say is that I would like to bring back my Oscar rule, which is that if you have two movies that come out in the year that you're nominated for an Oscar and she happens to win for Eyes of Tammy Faye, I would like her to shift it to the 355 when she picks up the trophy. <laughs> and by the way, if Penelope Cruz wins, I would like her to shift it as well. You get to trans you get you to get just to transmutate. Well, you have to do it at the podium. You have to announce it. You can't Imagine. do it later. I would like her to like a gift exchange white elephant and you yeah, just get I up and you're to... like, "I will be trading this Oscar for this one." But you know what's really funny is that when they give them the Oscars, they're blank, right? Because they don't know who's mm-hmm. going to win. And then at the govern- at the little after party, they take them to the little engraver. And there's always pictures of people like, uh, and they write their name and what it's for. <laughs> I wish that they, I, I would give Jessica Chastain, I don't know how much money she would want for me, but I'd give her a little bit to, to, to tell the people when they're engraving it. Oh, no, 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 no. It's for the 355. <laughs> it's shorter. Can you write the 355? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... In the eyes of Tammy Faye Baker, is like, oh, that's a long, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's what we called it on set. So just the 355. Yeah, that was the working title <laughs> of Eyes of Tammy Faye Baker. <laughs> Biopics are such Oscar bait. And yeah. I guess it's a way for actors to really stretch. Like she played this woman from what? 16 to 
40, 50 something. To death, basically. Yeah, to death. So it's just like, I guess it's a way to stretch. I don't know. Um, yeah. And then as much as I'll complain about a, a, a biopic that covers a life, mm-hmm. when I get the weekend one, I'm like, oh, but I wanted more. Like, right. I'll, I'll, I'll call myself out on right. that. Well, the this... Judy Garland one, same deal. I wanted more. Right. Well, the 355 is, is a weekend movie, if you think about it. It sort of takes place over a long weekend. I don't think they go to sleep once. They don't. So, they don't. And they they reference that one, one, one of the evenings when Diane Kruger brings the girls little cups of coffee. And they're like, yeah, oh, I needed ladies. this. And they're like, oh, yes. But you're I right. Remember, I... You're right. There is no sleeping in the There's movie. There's no sleeping. These kinds of movies are so... They're so like strenuous for me yeah. as a viewer. You know what's interesting though, when I was thinking about this, is that you, the the push bet- behind the three five five when they were advertising it and they were talking about it was that. And this looked good, by the way. It looked like there was money, money they didn't make back. So <laughs> true, <laughs> right? Because when I saw Universal on the t- on the production companies, I thought, wow. Now, wow. like when they were talking about the movie and getting ready to promote it, it felt like the argument was we don't, we, we don't have lady spy movies. We don't, mm-hmm. we need them, which yeah, I thought, especially times five ladies, times five ladies. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a little bit overlooking the greatest movie about a spy ever starring a, a lady, which is spy with Melissa yes. McCarthy and Rose Byrne. Like, Two women. Probably the funniest movie I've ever seen in my entire life. One of the best ex- movie going experiences of One of my the life best first time movie experiences of my life. I will never forget in the plane, you look like a slutty dolphin trainer. <laughs> yeah. Lost it. Guys, if you haven't seen Spy, Spy. It's you the really funniest need to movie. Drop. It's truly the funniest movie I've ever seen. Yeah, you and- need to drop everything and go see it now. <laughs> and then when Rose Byrne was like, you remind me of a. Bulgarian clown. <laughs> Roseburn is so underratedly funny. So too. funny. She's and so funny. I was just like, okay, well, we have that movie, and and we we'll get in. We'll get well. I I know what they were trying to do. It, it felt like they were trying to do some sort of like James Bond, Tom Cruise style movie. Mm, this but... was night and day for me. <laughs> I just that's the only way I could get through it was thinking was like that. night and day. Night and day. Right. Yes. It it also reminded me a bit of True Lies in the sense that it was such a mm. nonsensical plot. Like I didn't even know what we were looking for <laughs> and why. So whenever the plot is a drive, I'm like, how many more years of mileage out of that plot do we get? Right. Before there's no physical drive anymore. Right. It's almost like you had to have an object. And that's what was so funny about it is that it was just, it was just an object that they were going after, which I know is in movies all the time, but they, even they didn't really, even they didn't really understand the technology. When I was cry laughing at their description of this thing. When Lupita Nyong'o, the tech expert takes a look at it, she goes, wow, this is so beautiful. The, The code is so lovely. I was like, okay. Yeah, when they're looking at it on the screen, she goes, how could something so beautiful cause so much destruction? I was like, what? Babe. Tell us. Like some skyscrapers. Look out the window. Which felt, which didn't feel very boss, boss babe energy to me because I thought that they would have thought their audience could handle the truth. Tell us yeah. the tech. T- tell us the code. <laughs> tell us the code. Start from the beginning. They just take us through all the digits. <laughs> Zero one zero one 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 zero 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 one. I have no idea. Um, okay, but maybe I'll read the summary. And yeah, then maybe that'll help. Because I feel we'll like a lot of people didn't see this movie. Well, you don't gotta see it, guys. <laughs> <You don't. laughs> 
Just listen to us. Yeah, you don't need to see This it. one will be fun for us. We'll just make it really episodic for them. Yeah. We'll just be like Chastain and Sebastian Stan, house play a little. It's that great. was hot. That okay, was so go hot. Okay, okay, go ahead. CIA agent Mason Mace Brown, played by Jessica Chastain, joins, joins forces with a rival German agent, the lovely Diane Kruger, a cutting-edge computer specialist and a Colombian psychologist when a top-secret weapon falls into the hands of a group of mercenaries. Together, the four women embark on a breakneck mission to save the world while staying one step ahead of a mysterious figure who's tracking their every move. And before we got on, we both couldn't figure out who the mysteri- mysterious figure We didn't know figure who the figure was. <laughs> we don't know. So, um, we read that and we said we could look it up. But we're not going we to. We could, but we're not going to. And I, I don't like, even know what to look figure? for. I don't even know what to look for because... There was a lot of mysterious figures. There was tons. a lot of mysterious figures. Now, okay, the title... Here's here's the thing with the title. The title is The 355. Mm-hmm. And again, we, we were chatting before we started recording. And we're not going to spoil it now. You have to stay tuned. But they do reveal what the 355 means in the last two minutes of the movie. Bitter end, baby. <laughs> I was but, I was about to push pause on the whole thing and they said it. <laughs> I did think to myself when the movie started, that's not a number I'm familiar with. No. You no, don't hear that number a lot. Before one one. The it's, three five five. Right. And before I had started watching it, you had also texted me, This is a really serious movie. Yeah. <laughs> Which it is. It takes itself so seriously. And I think that's reflected in the choice of the number. 355 is a pretty serious number. I think there, if you wanted to have a fun number, you could have gone in a different direction. Yeah. 355 looks legit. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the we won't o- spoil it. I was going to spoil what it actually is. Don't spoil it. But don't I spoil won't. It. I won't. I'll, let you, I'll let you reveal it when we get to it because it feels like pretty important to history, for women's history. It is important for women's history, and I just I just glanced at my screen and read a fact that's truly wild. But okay. <laughs> okay. The also the other two numbers that appeared when I turned this on on Peacock mm-hmm. was twenty four and eighty six. Twenty four percent is the critics' approval on Rotten Tomatoes. Eighty six percent was the fan approval. The fan approval uh, that was staring me in the face the whole <laughs> wasn't watch. It, wasn't if you it if you jiggle you? your mouse just a little bit, it those two numbers up. pop up. It always yeah. pops up, even when you're trying to pause. That's like a, a split in bowling. Yeah, <laughs> be farther I thought, apart. Wow, that's a really big spread. You don't that's see spreads spread. like that on. I kind of love when that happens. It means the movie's going to be a real mess or I'm going to love it. <laughs> yeah. So when I saw that, I thought, okay, this I'm probably going to really like this movie because I tend to be audience. where the where the audience is. Yeah. Um, well, so I'm more of a critic, babe, but... I felt like the 60% spread was, was going to be in our favor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How'd you feel now? <laughs> well, uh, here's the thing. The splat is 24 the plot is 24 here's the here's my here's I'm my staring thing at it. and this is this is what it was the first scene and thank god you gave me a warning because the first be scene serious. has no ladies no no ladies anywhere i was furious furious okay was furious. how do you, you begin promised a movie? me women a women where where are the where are the girls i was pissed and it's a long scene too long over it's like 25 minutes it's like at least 15, it's 15. 20, it's 15, 15 minutes of fighting 150 miles south of, of, of Colombia or Cartagena. Uh, men and only. The men whole time. only. Pissed. And 
I guess they're coming in to do what 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 they think is a drug deal, but it ends up being an exchange of this drive drive <laughs> with technology. I would like to read it because you're not going to watch this audience at no, home. I, know I don't think not so. Watch this. Um, a drive Too busy with watching technology. Tammy yeah, go go spend your time doing Tammy Faye. Yeah, or Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah, another long or Miss Sloan. Nope, not Miss Sloan. Zero yeah, Dark Thirty. Why? Watch this. Okay, go or Mo- Molly's Game. I love, love Molly's Game. I love Molly's Game. Molly's Game. That's another like classic a- girl boss. Beautiful. Okay, go. Chastain does do girl bosses, but okay, what was I saying? The drive. Oh, okay, audience at home, you just all you need to know about this drive is it yeah. has technology right. in it, contained in it, that in the wrong hands yeah. could destroy the world and cause World War Three. So they do say that. They do say that. They say that verbatim. So. <laughs> Ser- this is a serious movie. We're not going to explain the technology to you because it's it, too complicated. Too complicated for you, not for, for you. us. Uh, we get it. We actually we covered it before we got on. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> so it's to it, coding in college. Yeah, this device is trading hands for mm-hmm. an unknown sum, and the Colombian army is outside trying to intercept it because they think yeah. it's a drug deal. But mm-hmm. fair. The people who, the bad guys who are buying the drive from other bad guys decide they're not going to pay for it. They're just going to shoot them up and they're going to take the drive for free. They're going to take what's theirs. But the problem is, is that there were, I don't know, 900 people in the house, all of them with guns. (laughs) So, and this was a big problem that I had with the movie was that there were these really big not enough guns, right? No, so many guns. I hated the violence. I <laughs> hate too. violence. And like I this, don't have a stomach for it anymore. I don't have I the really stomach don't. for it. And like I you don't. know this, I love Tom Cruise movies. I love Mission mm-hmm. Impossible. I love And what I realized is that what is so enjoyable about those movies is that he gives people a little punch to the nose and a little yeah. and a little elbow. A run. I love and watching run. him run. This I just movie see that man was run. just like it was Waves and waves of people being mowed down by guns. With machine guns, yeah. It was actually <laughs> really upsetting to watch. I didn't enjoy it at all. So I don't like guns anymore in movies. I don't like it. And you know what was confusing about this this scene was that everybody looked exactly the same. And what I mean by that is that mm-hmm. there was no distinguishing way when you're watching this mass chaos to know who was the drug dealer or sorry, who was like the computer programmer side and who was the evil guy who's trying to buy it? Like you're watching this terrible gunfight and I had no idea who was who. Me neither. I wait till those sequences are done. I don't like action sequences in general. I I wait till they're done. I wait until the camera lingers on this drive in someone's hands and I'm just like, I'll figure it out later. Right. And then after all of this violence... Like, 100 people dead. One of the kind of low-level army members walks into the house and picks it up. Picks it up. And he's yeah. like, huh? Yeah. And then and the I scene needed, ends. Yeah, and I needed all the description afterwards to tell me what happened. It, this was like, very confusing because the next time that we see this gentleman is in Paris in and Paris. he's dressed not in army fatigues, and I had no idea who he was. Like because, a civilian. Like a civilian. Yeah. Did you know who he was when he was sitting at the cafe? I was just like, we've seen him before. Okay. And I, I think he might be a bad guy. Not certain. Yeah. I think they're relying on your shorthand with faces. They're like, ah, oh, he looks kind of bad. It's I just like so. Sebastian Stan. Right. As beautifully hot and sexy as he is, it's like he's going to be a bad guy. You just know. 
you just know that something's going to turn there. I mean, he's yeah, too suave and too yeah. whatever. But but okay. I needed all the explanation afterwards where then they get them in the room and they're like, botched operation. We lost the th- drive. I'm like, okay, cool. Glad to know that. Yeah. And then, um, but this yeah, was- Sebastian and... This is just weird, though, because he finds the drive. He's an army person. It just seemed like the army would have told him to destroy it. But instead, he is going to go and sell it on the open market. So I guess what we're supposed to... I guess he's Hmm, just like... That's what happened. Okay. (laughs) Right? Like, he's going to sell it for money. I'm taking your word 100... Like, you could tell me anything and I would 100% believe it. Okay. I don't know who was bad and who was good. I don't know who I was rooting for. I just felt like the person who ended up with the drive was some sort of bad guy. And Chastain and Sebastian Stan were CIA, right? Um, they're, so they're right. the good they guy. Started, yeah, the next scene we see them, they're at CIA. It's the same. At HQ. It's the same headquarters where Sandra Bullock worked at because they're doing their kickboxing mm-hmm. during the work day. And Miss Congeniality, same thing. Now, when I saw this kickboxing scene, I, I, I thought to myself, okay, thank God. Like, I really don't want to watch any more guns. I'd rather watch people get mm-hmm. legs to the fight. face than mm-hmm. guns. But unfortunately, skull cracked. unfortunately, we don't really get too much physical like hand-to-hand combat it's still yeah. a lot of guns they give chastain a lot of really physical fights and oh my god don't revoke my lady boss card but <laughs> i i just kept wondering could a female really kick the shit out of this man i don't know i really don't know I, could the top trained female yeah <clears throat> take this huge guy i, I she did a good job she did a good job but i think you're raising an important point which is that she is a hundred pounds soaking wet. <laughs> thin. Thin. Thin girl. And I thought I saw Ch- Jessica Chastain this week. I told you, right? You, yeah, you In Starbucks. Yeah. I freaked out. Ah. I was like, oh my God, it's Jessica Chastain. But she wasn't wearing a mask and I just felt like Jessica Chastain would wear a mask. Probably. Um, right. Yeah, it was, it was strange. I mean, they're definitely communicating to us that... Not only is Jessica Chastain a secret agent at the CIA, but she's probably the best. And mm-hmm. what implied. Was implied. Now, what was strange is that, okay, they, like you've mentioned, there is this sexual tension on the map between Jessica Chastain and S- Sebastian Stan. Yeah. And Nick. it's electric. But <sighs> Jessica yeah. keeps pushing him off and like... What was confusing to me is that are they are they a couple? I didn't understand their backstory. And it was just heavily I didn't it was understand. just hinted at, but they never settled it for us. Ever. Okay. That's what I was confused about because when they get to Paris, okay, so basically they say you have to go to Paris and intercept mm. this drive because the they guy yeah, go ahead. You're you're forgetting they give them fun aliases. Like they both get to play a real life couple. Yeah, real life couple. He gives her a ring. This is okay. where all that the implications of their like relationship came into play. I was like, were they together? Because it's weird. Because um, because when they get their alias, she's like, oh my god, let me guess, you decided we were going to be married, and he's like, guilty, and guilty. he's like, let me put the ring on you. But then ugly ring, ugly ring, ugh, terrible. But then as the movie goes on, she sort of implies that like she wishes she was married to him she wants it she wants it it. the camera like lingers on the bed yeah beyond all of their like gear and i'm like what's about to happen and she's like come here and she starts like unbuttoning her shirt right 
And I love a cutaway from a sexy scene because Thank I don't want to see that. We don't need to see it. We don't need to see it. We don't. Need, we can use our imagination. Modesty is everything. Always in season. And here's what I did like. I will say this about modesty. I thought that except for Jessica Chastain and Lupita Nyong'o, so I guess only two of the girls, they all looked great. I'm not saying oh, physically. Think- I just think their their outfits. Uh, here, oh. Lupita Nyong'o's first outfit was a shame. I can't believe they made her wear that. It was like masculine. I kind of liked it. She was wearing the same outfit as her boyfriend, but tighter. <laughs> the tie. It was kind of cool. Oh my god, the tie. But um, the tie. Yeah, I was like, wow, she can really rock that. I would look. I would look like a boy. Yeah, I, I did. look like a little boy wearing I a tie. I did like. And it she comes looked back, like a woman in she, a tie. Yeah, I did like because it comes back later. But somebody, I forget who it is. Oh, I think it's Diane Kruger who insults Jessica Chastain's Love Paris her. dress later on in the movie. But um, Ethel. Yeah. <laughs> but, her alias is Ethel. Right. So her and Sebastian Stan are going to go intercept the sale. Or no, no, no. Actually, all they're going to do is they are going, they've been authorized by the CIA to buy the drive from this guy. Okay. For, for $3 million. Mm-hmm. And they're like, wow, this is a steal. I can't believe he's going to sell it to us for $3 million. He has no Good idea. Deal. Good deal. No way this can go wrong. No way this can go wrong. And they see him at the cafe, and they're real discreet about it because Jessica Chastain says loudly, there it is. And she goes, I'll go look inside. <laughs> <laughs> she literally said that. I love the way she goes, she that, goes that looks like it. She goes inside and she orders um, at like an American in Paris. Yeah. Two chocolate croissants and two lattes or whatever. She goes, oh, excuse me. And she oh, goes, excuse me. Play? And the and woman's Diane like, Kirk yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it, bitch. Okay, I but this is where Diane we Kirk. knew. We knew something was up because we knew she's yeah. in the movie. And we knew she's not just a waitress. Yeah, because she was in all the promo. She was so. in all the promo. I'm already, I got to admit, by this point, it's minute 2020. Yeah. And I'm I'm annoyed. I'm like, where are the four ladies I from agree. the poster? But I, I, I agree with you. And when mm-hmm. I when she walked into the cafe and Diane Kruger was there, I felt okay. Let's go, like let's, go. let's do this. Fast forward, please. Fast forward. So, um, <sighs> love her, but okay. So they sit down at the thing and they're gonna trade backpacks so that they can give him the cash, which they have uh-huh. for the drive. Yep. And as Diane Kruger is coming out to deliver them. The cappuccino and chocolate croissants. She's like, uh-uh, uh-uh. She does a little spill and knocks yep. the hot, hot coffee on Jessica Chastain's <laughs> bare skin. I would scream if there was hot coffee spilled on me. Could you? That's what I wish would have happened. It's like... A- Sometimes I want just like a real reaction from actors. Jesus like Christ! <laughs> That's what, okay, but that's the thing that I was, not that I want them to say that word for word. I would never force anyone to say what I want them to say, but like, that's where they could have, that's where they could have added some really funny moments because she spills boiling hot. Your face hot. on Jesus Christ got me. Don't you think that would have been funnier? Because they, she, if someone spills boiling hot coffee on you, your first reaction is, yeah. <laughs> Like, your first reaction is not to push your chair back and grab your merch. Like, 
She went shopping on the Champs-Elysees. Yeah. No, oh my God. I mean, I think we said this before we went on. We just wish this movie was funnier. Funnier. Funnier, funnier, funnier. More jokes, please. Right. Like, this would have been a really good opportunity because it's an intentional spill by Diane Kruger. That's Mm -hmm. fine. But you could have made it funny. Not the the first intentional spill in this movie, by the way. We get it again later. Right. Chastain Chastain does that. I'm going to go spill my drink on them. And I go, can't wait to see this planned spill. And it was very good. She It was very good. It was better than I would have done. It was so, I would have anticipated it. We would have had to do it in 80 takes. I I know she got it on one. Okay. I know this is an audio, but for Chanel who can see me, like this is how, they would have given me 80 takes and this, every time I would have done this. (laughs) They would have, the director would have been like, Cut subtle try it again <laughs> for those just listening steven just keeps he's just miming throwing water on someone <laughs> <laughs> like again there would have been okay okay i'm happy you bring this up because what i i think Good one of our still. goals for this was to find ways to make this a funnier movie <laughs> is like when we get to that scene where just could us do it if she's like f- like oh my gosh how do i get him to get distracted and then diane kruger could have been like you know what to do and just get Justine's like, oh my god, yeah, like I'm gonna th- I'm gonna spill on him like you did, and 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 Diane Kruger's like, yeah, uh, danke. And then and then Jessica Chastain, <laughs> and then instead of doing the subtle one, does what I did. Does and the, the, does like, the Pratt gonna... fall version? <laughs> yeah. Does the does the Charlie Chaplin spill? Right, it would have been <laughs> funnier. <laughs> just drop. <laughs> Like that's. I love what... how we both had the same thought. Like I can't wait to see this fake spill, and it was very good. It was so it was good. She, very, very good. She just stumbles right into him, and Stumble. it looked so natural. And it looked like she really did spill on him. Right. Oh my god. Oh my. She's. You know what it is? She's too good of an actress. Too good. She's she too good at being much. a girl boss, babe. That she knew how to do it perfectly. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, like we said, Diane Kruger spills it. So rewind in a very back to the serious, beginning. Very serious way, and everyone. <laughs> takes it very seriously and bolts from the table. Yeah. And we get an amazing, well, I'm, I don't know how amazing because it's another, after we've just come off of like a 10 minute yeah. f- heist, yeah. fight, whatever, tons of guns, we get like another one. Yeah. So, back to back. So what happens is Diane Kruger grabs one of the backpacks that she hopes is the one that has the drive. The drive. But. it, it But spoiler alert, she spoiler only grabs alert, the one with the cash. 300 mil. Yeah. Is it 300 um whatever it was it, it was, it was like uh, yeah i think you're right three million was probably too low probably 300 million i don't i don't remember it honestly remember. doesn't matter because it doesn't matter it should have been 355 million that would have been <laughs> that would have been it <laughs> anyway oh, cool. so they this scene i did here's what i liked about this chase scene first of all i liked the chase only between diane kruger and jessica chastain i'm not going to talk about the boys because that's silly Born. Two men chasing love... each other in the streets is pretty silly. So so silly. So not, silly. Not necessary. Not worth not worth commentating on. Nope. I'm over it. I um, I love it. Love the girl on girl fights in this were phenom. Oh, it was the best part of the movie. So this was so it. good because here's the thing. Like, okay, Je- Jessica Chastain, obviously incredible actress. We know this. There's something about Diane Kruger though that is just she fits this movie or sorry this role like fit her like a glove. I love her in this. It didn't feel like she was for like you didn't get the girl boss vibe from her that you got sometimes from Chastain's character. I just she's a real working class, but like great 
female assassin. I, yeah, spy. I just I just really bought it when she like when she vaulted onto a motorcycle and was driving it through the streets of Paris. It felt right as she was destroying. Was like, she does this. This is her actual job. That's okay. how I felt. No so acting. They, no acting. They basically chase each other. They chase each other through a market. And as they're going through it, they're, they are knocking things over left and right. They're shooting down chandeliers. Mm-hmm. And this was just fun. But again, it could have been really good opportunities to add in some humor with mm-hmm. what they were destroying. Give me some punchlines. Right. Like, like Michael Myers. Remember the Halloween movie when it's like, it was like one, two, and then number three was a shot and the woman's head goes up. <laughs> right. Like something like, like that. Like something where, Di- where Jessica Justine gets a really stale baguette and puts it, uh, like smacks her off the motorcycle with it. And she's something. Like, Ow! <laughs> <laughs> Bitch! Something like that because. What what then ended up happening is they ditch their motorcycles and they they take the chase down into and keep in mind the whole time Jessica Chastain is holding a pistol and just shooting at <laughs> Diana Kruger. <laughs> Joseph fires a hundred rounds in the air at this. There's woman. A, I wish someone kept track of ammo in this movie. It was a lot. It's a little lot. They they take the chase down into the subway and this this part did make me laugh, but I know it wasn't funny. I know they weren't intending it to be funny. Did you yeah. notice? that they were shoving all those people out of the way, the way that they were grabbing people on the subway and just like pushing them. Pushing them. Pushing them into the ground. This is their commute. (laughs) Literally. Like these weren't bad people. These were just people trying to get to work. Yeah. And they were shoving them left and right. And... In a movie not super concerned about destruction, they're super concerned in that moment about destruction. Right. Oh, but it was. I liked the underground scene. It was, I, it this was felt, the. This was like good. This was the kind of action that I like to see. It felt like two even matched opponents. Yeah. Two women at the top of their game. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know who I want to win. Exactly. I, like I did write down in my cool. notebooks, ladies. Cool. Let's find a way to work together. <laughs> <laughs> I I have to admit I was because you knew it was coming. I was okay. I'm I'm this big old idiot who like forgot the trailer for yeah. a sec and was like. They're enemies. They can't work. Like, I was like, mm-hmm. I just felt betrayed by the 355 because I went, I thought this was four women who worked together. Right. And th- during that fight, I'm going, oh, so they kind of lied to us. Um, mm-hmm. They're going to be separate. Yeah. The whole movie. Like, they're going to be adversaries, but they're not. Well, you're right because it really takes about over an hour into the movie before the girls even decide that they're willing to work together. Yeah. yeah. It's not I right was away. I wondering how we were going to get there. Yeah. But, um, okay, so... Diane Kruger manages to get on the subway and get yeah. away, and she opens up she opens up the backpack and it's money. It's money, and she's like, "Oh shit!" And Chastain too is like, "I lost the drive." Right. So we've got another Two botched fails. operation. Two botched operations in the first. Yeah, and they both hour. have to go back to their respected headquarters. <laughs> yeah, tail between their legs. Yeah. And we get some backstory on Diane Kruger. Yeah. At that point, her her father had betrayed her. I think her, yeah, her, well, not her, but her father had also been the a spy country. and yeah. I think had sold secrets to, to the Russians. And I think that she was the one who ended up having to turn him in to the, mm-hmm. to the secret service or to their spy agency. I loved that she, the double cross. okay, love the double cross, yeah. but I love that her scenes, she was speaking in German. And I know that this was a, a movie made for an American audience. So when all the girls are together, they all are speaking English. But it I wish there would have been a way that the ladies could have been speaking in 
German and Spanish and English and Mandarin respectively because it just sounded it made it more interesting and then when all the ladies were together speaking English it just felt it felt like we were just making Jessica Chastain more comfortable and I was like (laughs) what are we doing here like this is a make white people more comfortable movie exactly because I had thought when Chastain uttered I think three words in Mandarin right at one point I wish I wrote down what it was, but I, I was shocked. Yeah. And I went, oh, so she knew it that whole time. <laughs> like right. She right. But because, yeah, I, I just think it would have made it more interesting. But um, the other women should have iced Chastain out and started speaking like Spanish together. Right. With Something. Um, Penelope Cruz. And then Chastain would have been like, ladies, can we switch it back to English? And they would have been like, oh, okay, no. American. No. But, and um, no. And no. It was really funny because this did make me laugh. And I, I don't even know if it was that funny, but um, when she's at the German... There's a little warped, Stephen. When, okay, when when Diane Kruger is at the German spy agency, she's like very stubborn. She's like, this is my mission, my My mission. mission. And the guy sends away, the guy sends away all the other agents and he goes, listen, he goes, Marie, you're good at everything except taking orders. (laughs) And I thought, okay, that is a really funny personality to have. When you were a waitress 10 minutes ago. (laughs) In a French cafe. If taking orders is your weakness. I spent way too much time wondering, was the French cafe maiden an alias? Yeah. Or did she actually moonlight as a French cafe waitress? I wasn't sure. It's weird because it's it's one of those. She was a plant. For sure, uh, obviously she was a plant, but it's it it seems like it would just required a lot of coordination to get her a, a day mm-hmm. shift. At the to get her a day shift, get, got to talk to the manager. And the manager's like, "Does she have experience? No. Yeah. Does she have training? Spy? Right? Is there mandatory training? Yeah. Should I get another staff member on in case she <laughs> needs to go and like run a quick heist? Yes. Yeah. It was. It was. I was very concerned about the cafe. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I was it, a little concerned. <laughs> Right. For for spy movies, who, which notoriously make no sense, the mm-hmm. way that Diane Kruger ended up having a day shift there made no sense. Yeah. So... I'd like to know. Right. So if you're if you're the one of the screenwriters, can you let me know? <laughs> so the guy basically says, listen, just go, go try again, but, you know... He's like, one more chance. One more chance, lady. And then we're getting the cross cuts or maybe one think, follows the other. I think it's cross cut because they sort of end on the same note. Okay. Yeah. Because Chastain is like, no, you got to give me a chance. You know, I got to go get the drive. It's out there. And he's like, no, I got to pull you off. Mm-hmm. And we find out that Nick died. Nick died. I was like, oh, didn't see that coming. This movie just surprised me with the deaths. Didn't see that coming. Neither did she. Neither did she. So I go, oh my God, Nick didn't make it. And I started out. I started and then when she gets so upset and like emotional about it, I was like, you didn't even like him. But then I go, oh, I guess she did. I guess she did like him. Because the ring and the, yeah, the she sexy like, time. She looks at her fake wedding ring. Mm-hmm. Very strange. And it's just like not a wedding ring. It's just not an engagement ring. Right. It's a now, band. Right. Now, when she goes back to this, the to the room. Well, the we're guy, forgetting this CIA guy tells her. He right. waits till the room is done recording. Right. And he's like, um, I can't authorize you to finish this mission, but if you want to go out on your own and make it a little vendetta yeah. to avenge Nick's death, right. can't, I can't stop you. And I was like, that's a weird fucking thing for the CIA to say. 
Right. Okay. It's this really is, weird. Okay. Obviously, this reminds me of like Mission Impossible because that is the entire plot of Mission Impossible is that he okay. does these missions yes. without government support. And if he gets, if he doesn't succeed, then the government is not going to save him. Like that is the plot of every Mission Impossible. Mm-hmm. So each time it's like he's he's really testing his luck. Right. Like okay. every time they give him a mission, he can either accept it or not. But if he does accept it, the government is not going to save him and they are not going to defend him like as one of, of one of his own. That is a lot of mission. That is why there are mission impossibles. So to me, this felt normal. (laughs) You're like, oh, this is a plot. I was like, okay, I know this. I know this arena. I thought it was cool, but I just thought it was really odd of him to suggest it. But I will say that. I'm like, she should go decide. I, I, I will say that what was different about it is that I didn't really know. Well, she he wasn't giving her anything to use to do it, so it felt like a fail. It felt like a, a setup to fail from the beginning because then in Mission Impossible, then they go and they get all the little gizmos and gadgets that they're going to use to do all this stuff. Like she was, he was basically like, "Just leave here, do it on your own. Don't tell mm-hmm. anyone." Well, that was the big wink, nod, nod to camera where it was like, "Go so, do it on your own," and she was like, "Time to get together the three five five. Right. She didn't know it yet, but she She was... implied in her mind. Because then we get Lupita. She goes to pick up Lupita in London, who is giving, I don't know, some sort of TED Talk about technology and Mm -hmm. how... Paper shredded that. Didn't know what it was about. (laughs) Big tech is bad. Yeah. (laughs) She's wearing the aforementioned cardigan and tie, which... Yeah, I thought she really rocked it. Like I said, I would look like a little boy. (laughs) And I loved her name, Khadija, and they kept calling her Deej Loved. And she's talking about cyber war. And like you said, I totally paper shredded the scene because I i mean, she could have been talking about God knows what. <laughs> but it did, remi- it did remind me of one of my favorite episodes of Oprah, which was when she brought on, I might have mentioned it before, but it's when she brought on that expert because she wanted to figure out how the internet worked. And they, her and, <laughs> her and Gail, like went to like a Oprah computer is so goofy <laughs> it was so goofy <laughs> and like on the set was like Oprah and Gail with their own computers like <laughs> IMing each other by the end of the episode once they figure out how the internet it's like worked. your mom with her transitions like how do I do this <laughs> yeah I was I'm like still at that stage of technology understanding yeah, so AOL dial up <laughs> when she was explaining whatever I thought okay take your word for it and Jessica Chastain is so rude. She texts her during the performance and says, mm-hmm. row 11 in the center. I know. So and distracting. That would have thrown me off. I have thrown a job to do. me off. That'd be like my grandma waving in the audience. I have stuff to do. But I have a bas- script. But basically through a, a variety of other interactions, she convinces Lupita that cyber war, well, she tells her, you got everything right in your presentation except one thing. Cyber war is not in the future. It's now. It's happening now. They can <laughs> she breaks into her house. <laughs> any, this is exactly what Chastain says. They can control any part of the world from their keyboard. <laughs> I was like, I think we already have this and I think we don't need a drive. Like, yeah, I think we it's have called, it. We have it. It's literally propaganda. Yeah, we, we have <laughs> and it. And it is happening now. Happening now. So you're right. I just That's... wrote, love a hacking scene. Click. I love all the click, click, clacks. Lupita's like, 
and yeah. the, we're looking at the screen. And at that, at that point in my notes, I wrote, so this is a vendetta movie. <laughs> so Maybe. Confused. Maybe. Unclear. Yeah, I think you're right in the sense that Jessica Chastain's motivations for getting this drive back are inner inner or intertwined with her desire to avenge the killers of her what appeared to be toxic colleague but now appears to be her dead ex-husband i'll i'll go with that dead husband dead ex-boyfriend at least at least but at least lover dead ex-lover lupita agrees because when she realizes that the bad tech is here she decides she's gonna join in Mm-hmm. With with Jessica, she just can't resist. These ladies' spies just can't resist. And her boyfriend is like, "I thought you were done." And she's like, "I'll be home for dinner tomorrow." And we know. I she knew she not. wasn't gonna. I knew she wasn't gonna be home. I also knew she wasn't gonna be home for dinner. <laughs> I knew tomorrow. it. I knew it. I had a you know I had a feeling. Yeah. And I was right. And I was right. And she gives him one last kiss. Kiss. And the it really last is kiss. The last kiss. Oh my God, it's so awful. I can't believe I'm going to cry. I cannot believe they killed him. <laughs> I cannot believe they did that. I don't know who I was referring to at this moment, but I just wrote, I not so secretly love that all the men just keep dying. Is that bad? Because at oh my this God. point in the movie, another guy dies. All the men die. All, all the, the men, men die. So they yeah. go They go to some sort of dock area. Oh, they're still in Paris, right? Because they said he's still in, his, he's still in France. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the guy. Right. And he's with Penelope Cruz, right? Oh, right, right, right. So we Penel- missed that. Well, that she, happened sooner, yeah, she comes whatever. in. So the guy who was trying to sell it, who we guess at this point we have to confirm was like the army guy who picked it up, mm-hmm. is in a hotel room and Penelope Cruz knocks on the door and he lets her in and we find out that she's a therapist. Didn't know they had those for- I still didn't know why she was there. I'll be honest. I'm like, why are you there? Okay, when she comes in, she goes, I'm not here for a therapy session. I go, you tell him. But then I was like, oh. I thought it was a you tell him too, but she's actually a therapist. (laughs) She's actually- She's actually a therapist. She's actually a therapist. And so much so that when, like, later on, I when they said she's a therapist, I was like, no, she's not. No, she's she, a I was spy. like, you're being rude. Like, she just told us. Like, that was a was girl like, boss she, moment. She was telling I was like, us. She's not a therapist. That's just like a funny, sarcastic quip. No, she's not, not here for therapy. Yeah, she's a, she's a therapist, though. So she's, but I just okay, wrote, it's yeah. phenomenal to see Penelope. She looked really good. She looked really good in this scene, thank God, because we'll see it later, but they put her in some pretty unfortunate wigs going forward. But in this scene... Oh, I like the wigs. Her hair looked amazing. Oh, my God, Chanel. The I wig at the gala one. was horrible. Oh, no, no, I didn't like the gala one. The color was off. It was terrible. But the long-haired one yeah. was probably her real hair with extensions. She yeah. looked great. She looked, she looked really wonderful here. And she is acting in a different movie like she is i thought she was turning in a really good performance yeah i loved like she was really good rated one for me really underrated but she i guess so her role is that she's supposed to use her therapy skills for good or for bad and convince this guy to give her the drive so she can take it back to the government and even though that means that this guy's gonna have to go to jail and she's like listen Come with me. We'll get the drive. We'll go back. She's like, otherwise you're going to die here. And you should at least be alive in federal prison for the rest of your life. And he's like, mm-hmm. okay. Okay, fine. So they go to pick fine. it up. Fine. Fine. 
fine. So they go to pick it up at a locker, which is in some sort of meat packaging fish warehouse market. market. I love an open air market scene in these kinds of movies. Yeah. And we so Penelope, in Paris, yeah. So. so Penelope and the guy are walking through the market to get to their transport. And at the same time, Lupita and Jessica Chastain on one hand are tracking him and Diane Kruger also, this is a really wiggy movie, but Diane Kruger is wearing a dark-haired wig. Mm-hmm. It looked awful. And her as a blonde. Oh my God, it was just so bad. And she's also tracking him. Mm-hmm. And then this was confusing because again, no one was wearing distinguishing clothing. But what I think happened is that one of the Colombian people turned on them because he, like their guard, all of a sudden turns around and shoots him. Yeah, I there was, was too much double crossing in this movie. I really need a clean and clear enemy good guy. Right. And it was like everyone was bad. Yeah. Cuz what <laughs> I think was movie, except the women. Like, yeah. So like the guard who is there to protect them turns around, shoots the guy, kills him. Mhm. And then he probably leading me to write I'm so psyched that the men came to <laughs> If if there's one thing that will happen in every scene Men will die. That is what's going to happen. So that all all hell breaks loose. The girls spring into action and they all go running for the drive. But before they do that, Jessica Chastain throws (laughs) Diane Kruger, this is the best scene in the movie, into the freezer and they have a freezer fight. And this was my favorite scene in the movie. It was so good. More girl on girl fights. I loved them all. They were great. Better than the man on woman fights. So much better. So and better. I just loved it. They are really beating each other up. Mm-hmm. It's nice. It's it reminds <laughs> me of growing up with siblings. I was like, yep, yeah, that's what we did. Yeah, it felt like a real like playroom romp. Like yeah. a, ow, yep. ow, ow, ow. <laughs> I feel like one more hair pull and I would have been like having a sensory experience. <laughs> yeah, it was very funny because it was a really long scene. I will say that. So long. It was a really long The fights keep just like scene. racking up that runtime for me. Yeah. And then eventually they hear Penelope Cruz like scream from the other room like, help me, help me. Yeah. And that Spanish, causes though. the girls to say, let's stop. And Diane Kruger mm-hmm. gives Jessica Chastain one last shove across the room and then she runs out and just gets Justine runs after her. Mm-hmm. And they find out that the drive has been taken again, again by God another person who looks vaguely familiar to all the other people. Mm-hmm. And they go chasing after him. And then this yeah. was a great scene because they, they eventually get to the docks. <laughs> and Jessica, Lupita Nyong'o is like slinking through the crowd. Jessica Chastain is using, using like little spy techniques. And then all of a sudden, Diane Kruger drives through a bunch of people on a forklift. <laughs> She's just like racing towards him. <laughs> Again, I paper so much room too. for comedy here. Like... <laughs> forklift remember she was on a forklift yeah i mean i didn't i wish i took more notes because i kind of i paper shredded that and i just skipped right ahead to when they try to get when they get on each other's team because that's what i was interested in i just don't i don't want to see women fighting i want to see them on the same team right so the guy the new thief who we don't have no idea who it is has the drive don't know if he's good don't know if he's bad i'm assuming bad and then all the girls go back for an unplanned meetup at one of the rooms and Mm -hmm. they drop their guns and they decide they're going to work together. Yeah. You girls keep botching each other's ops, (laughs) says Deej. 
and they're like, oh my God, you're right. I can lay down my sword. We both do want the same thing, the drive. We want the same thing. I'm a big old idiot, like I said. I'll just reiterate, completely paper shredded the trailer, forgot that they're going to work together. And then I went, oh, good idea. Good idea, girls. (laughs) Good idea, ladies. I would do the same thing. And I love this scene because Penelope Cruz, Penelope Cruz, the therapist who doesn't do any good therapy here, she's sort of like, okay, thanks. Been fun. Time to go. Have a great time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Send me postcards. And they're like, no, you're, you're staying. In now. You're in it to win it. You have to stay with us. I was shocked that she was there the whole time. I'm like, why is she a part of all these operations? I'd be like, why me is she trying part- to participate. Right. It, I'm useless. Right. And, you know, I in a movie like this, you expect all the girls to bring some sort of skill to the table. Lupina has the tech skills. Jessica mm-hmm. Chastain, I guess she's American. The best. That's her she's skill. <laughs> Damn, um, I wish I didn't talk over your punch. Uh, <laughs> Diane Chastain Kruger is American. <laughs> she doesn't really, she's like not really bringing that much. Diane Kruger is clearly like the fighter. And yeah. Chastain is box office appeal. Right, right. She's, she's putting got the butts skills. and seats. Butts and seats. And butts and seats. Ostensibly, Penelope Cruz's skills should be therapy or mediation, but she seems to brain. lack, you know, people skills and and those therapy skills throughout the movie. I think that movie. it just points to the fact that what you said earlier, she's definitely turning in one of the better performances because I think she maintains that fish out of waterness instead of being like, thank, okay, now I'm a spy. Yes, thank God, and she's the only one who. Is she's our way in, I guess, is that mm-hmm. we're we are Penelope Cruz sort of looking at this with eyes wide open because Yeah, she's the audience's because one thing that they mention when she's meeting with the army guy in a few scenes before is he's like, wait a second, you work for the spy service in Columbia, but you've never been in the field ever. And she's like, no, I'm a therapist. <laughs> and that's the moment in the movie where I found out she was actually, actually not a therapist. Right. And actually a therapist. Right. Right, so there, she, right there. So she, her her comedic appeal, I guess, if there is any, is that she has no skills. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and so they find out that they have to go to Morocco. <laughs> Very night and day of us just... Well, that's yeah. how the movie goes. It's very night and day. All that's of a sudden, how these movies. All of a sudden, we get Morocco, two thirty p.m. And yeah. yep, I loved. Oh my god, Jessica Chastain's outfit in this scene was a true LOL. She was wearing like her Carmen San Diego fedora, all white, like business suit. I was I dying at her outfit. I couldn't with her eye makeup a lot of the time. I'm like, she put on a full purple smoky eye yes she loved as a spy she loved a statement eye a, an, a statement eye and i was shocked it and was, so did lupita also had a statement eye most of the movie yeah but she was she was usually behind a computer so she was not in the field it made Just, more sense jessica chastain was a true she loved to stand out in the crowd <laughs> and which was She's really like, funny i'm gonna sacrifice my looks just because i'm a spy this was really funny to me because they are in Morocco. They're chasing this guy throughout the different marketplaces and the bathhouse and all that kind of stuff. And then they finally locate him in the middle of the market, standing mm-hmm. there. And they're like, oh my God, if only we could walk up to him and take it. 
and Jessica Chastain goes, we're too exposed. We're too exposed dr- looking like this. And Penelope Cruz just goes, why are you dressed like that? Like, <laughs> why don't you just change your outfit? And they do. They change their outfits and then they're good. They're it was like out. the funniest thing in the world because they were like, "We the mission's over. I can't wear my white flannel suit out to get this drive. I'm trying to get a visual of it on the IMDb. Is this the point where Lupita's like, I have to go into that bathhouse? Right. And she, she wraps herself right, in a bef- scarf. Yeah. Before, well, before that is that scene, right? Because Lupita yeah. IDs the guy and then they finally mm-hmm. find him in the crowd. And that's when Jessica Chastain and Diane Kruger are dressed normally in their normal mm-hmm. getups. And then Penelope Cruz is like, well, you could just change your clothes and then you could fit in. <laughs> I just found the fedora on the IMDb. It's so. She's, she's doing like, oh, like plantate, like. It's like terrible. archaeologist in the 30s Ex- over, overseeing the Egyptian finds. It's Carmen San Diego goes to the south. Like that is her outfit. In oh my this. God, Diane Kruger in the brown wig. Scary. Scary, scary book. Scary. I'm but scared. good news, good news. The girls walk up to him. And they get the drive. Uh huh. They get it. Movies. This is the end of the movie. This is not. <laughs> Just kidding. We have an hour. We have another hour. Because I went to bed last night, kind of around this point. I was like, another fucking hour. Are you when, fucking when this serious? scene happened, I thought, okay, you know, kind of anticlimactic, but you know what? I'm good. I'm good for the movie to end. And then I paused it, and I was like, oh my god. Oh my god. Because one of the last things I wrote last night was harem of women in headscarves. Literally, which somebody says in this movie. That's he says. I can't believe you got like got got by a harem. Got of got women. by a harem of women in headscarves. And then they also say to Jessica Chastain, "I wish we would have put you in a cage when I had the chance." When I had the chance. What's <laughs> like ex- like violence against women? <laughs> so they get Lock the drive. They get the drive, they go back to their lady headquarters, and they mm-hmm. are like, they bring in uh, Jessica Chastain's boss. He's only an hour away, and he is going to um, take the drive back to where it needs to go. And the girls go out for some drinks, and they tell funny stories, they get to know each other, Was, they okay. loosen up. I have questions about the stories. Sure. Was it their first kill or their first dead body that they saw what are they telling i don't know it was either like their first day in the field or their first kill because then jessica chastain tells this hilarious so funny so funny i fell off my chair (laughs) where she killed a cow as her first kill yeah by accident i ran 35 (laughs) miles an hour into a cow (laughs) i guess you could say that was my first kill and the girls erupt they They erupt erupt in laughter and then they go to diane kruger we showed you ours. Yeah, tell us. Which I thought was sexy. <laughs> little, it was like a little sexy. And then Diane Kruger is like, she takes the air right out of the balloon. Yeah. She's <laughs> she she's no fun. No fun at all. You could, I think she could have skipped ahead and told a funnier one. <laughs> she's like, I was 15. Okay. Again, like, again, she could have told this story, right? And then, yeah. and then one of the other girls could have been like, Okay, give it a, one more chance. <laughs> like, <laughs> she like, tells a really serious story. We yeah. pan around the room. Everyone is blank-faced and in shock. And yeah. then somebody breaks with that good, good comedic timing and goes, got another? Yeah. 
How okay, about well, something lighter? We're warmed up. <laughs> What's next? It was now that we're warmed up. Skip ahead a few years. How about you're not 15? Yeah, but they, um, they wrap up their drinks and they eventually go back to the the lady bunker house and they find out that the guy who was there was killed and we see in a little aside scene that a mysterious woman comes in and she says i'm not here to, for you mm, that's probably the mysterious figure that we were so confused about or i right. was so confused about but when when you, when there's a mysterious figure tracking people in a movie you, you have, have to see to, a mysterious figure you have to see a mysterious figure not just and a one off so she says something ominous like i'm not here for you and or I'm not here to kill you, but she but she does. And then she I guess takes the drive and leaves. And when the girls get back, they find another man dead. And then I wondered to myself, maybe that's the number maybe three five five is the number of men who are gonna die in this movie. Because I was still waiting for the title. We still, did, we still didn't know what it meant. And Do you know I think I was the problem? I was like, okay, what? in the beginning, Chastain must have said, Time to get the three five five together and I missed it. Like, I that's agree. what I thought. I, I blamed myself. Yeah, I thought that I must have missed it because mm-hmm. it's way too long in the movie to have no idea what we're talking about. So they see the dead body and then they quickly realize that they are going to be blamed for the death because the CIA is showing up and is investigating them. And they're like, this is when that guy says to Jessica Chastain, I should have put you in a cage when I had the chance. When I had the chance, yeah, that was it. <laughs> oh my God. <gasps> Scrambled eggs in my brain, but still great. And they're like, they're like, huh? And then they put it together that they're gonna be blamed for it. And, mm. and, um, but before this scene, again, was a perfect opportunity for some light humor because before the, the men break in, to the room all the all the girls are gunned up pointing towards the door and there's penelope cruz just walking around by the door (laughs) and they're like they're like ma'am get out of the way get out of the way now and (laughs) it would have been really funny she was just like oh i heard someone outside the door i was gonna open it (laughs) and they were like they were like no she could have been really good comedic relief oh my god for sure but it's okay it's all right this is the movie we got yeah so they there's a shootout again, more men die, and somehow the girls um, the girls get away. I honestly forget how they get away. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling right now because the next thing I know is the gala. That's the next thing I know. I remember yeah. that they eventually got out in the back and they got into a car. And then I think what they find out is that there's going to be an auction in oh yeah somehow they get the intelligence that this this device the the whatever it's called the drive is going to be auctioned off at this Mm -hmm. gala in that was it china so they go to shanghai and this is the first if you remember first coffee break of the movie (laughs) very very Multiple days in. Multiple days in, they, no get a little, they get a little coffee. Maybe they were sleeping on the planes because we never got a plane scene of them no, we, flying to the You're right. To the we locales. didn't see them getting from uh, France, or sorry, Morocco to China, which would have been a long flight. How they got there, uh-huh. I have no clue. They but... probably slept on that plane is what okay. I'm thinking. But that I makes don't know more how they, sense. Were they buying coach tickets because the CIA is not bankrolling well, this project? Well, I was saying, how are they getting there? I wonder. So... 
They so get this there. is multiple days of a movie. Yeah, they get there. They get to Shanghai, and they start to plan for the party, and they... Uh, they dress up. They dress up. They hack their way onto the guest list. Yep. And... Lupita's like, I got you. I got you, girls. This is where Penelope is wearing the very unfortunate wig. I felt so bad for her. And this one wasn't cute. I did but like okay. I did like that they were at least playing around with the looks. I mean, Jessica Chastain mm-hmm. was wearing bangs in this movie, in this scene. So many bangs for her. It was weird because Keep I the bangs I, I, off screen. I what I appreciated at least is that they were trying to give us some looks. Like I think that's really what they thought they were doing. But yeah, it it's really, that kind of movie. It didn't land as I was hoping. But the girls get to the party and they're gonna try to find out where the women. Sorry, not girls. The <laughs> Sorry. The women get to the party. The women. Don't be disrespectful. <laughs> the women, the the women go to the party. Mm-hmm. They're dressed like women, and they go to the party, mm-hmm. and then they are going to look for the drive. They're going to look for it anywhere they can find it. And this is Penelope. where. Go ahead. Is that, is that where you're going with Penelope Cruz? He's going to use her therapy skill. <laughs> She's going to use her therapy skills after she has to be reminded that she has to talk like a human being and she starts to flirt with some guy and she gets better and better with it every line. And this was also the scene that we mentioned before where Jessica Chastain spills her champagne on a guy to get something. I forget what she was doing with him. She wanted that like paper pamphlet thing that he was holding. Oh. And it literally it was like a PDF printed dock of like yeah. the items. And she goes to the bathroom and she sprinkles some stuff on it to get his fingerprints. And she goes, he never made it past page three. Oh, <laughs> I right. Like, I didn't really understand what that meant. I was like, in a movie about high tech and big tech, you have a printed out PDF mm-hmm. to give you a clue as to what item this man was about to bid on. Oh, right. Because what they're saying is that the drive yeah. is not up for bid. So it must be hidden in, in, an one, object. in one of the objects. And then yes. they deduce that to mean that it's in the vase because I guess that's the last item there that he's flipped well, to. Penelope Cruz is like asking him, she's like, what do you... She gets to the dude and she's using her flirting and therapy skills, both. Her skills as a, wo- a <laughs> woman and as a therapist. She's therapizing him. She's theranosing him. <laughs> and I couldn't wait to see how she was going to get this information. And I couldn't wait for me to be like kind of surprised and excited. Yeah. But very standard. What kind of man are you? Are you this? Are you an elephant? Are you this? And she's like, do you just... like mirrors? <laughs> <He's> like... <laughs> he gives like very vague answers. And then she goes, it's in the vase. Yeah. She just like... <laughs> And I'm like, how do we know that? I had no idea how we no got idea. to the vase. I, 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 I just, I don't know. I think I was missing something, but we, we figure out that it's going to be in a vase. I was like, surely I'm as smart as Penelope Cruz. I'm going to get this before she does. And she goes, it's in the vase. Yeah. I was like, damn it. I missed it. Right. <laughs> so, okay. So we figure out it's in the vase, but at the same time, Jessica Chastain runs into once was dead, now is alive, mm-hmm. Sebastian Stan. And he pulls a her ghost. into- the ghost of Sebastian Stan, magical realism. Viewers at home, he's not a ghost. He's actually he's not Sebastian a ghost. He's Stan. real. He's the real yeah. Sebastian Stan. Because we know we joke a lot in in these pods about ghosts and how nice it would be if certain characters were ghosts. But he's oh my real. god, this movie needed a ghost. This it movie needed, needed a, two ghosts. <laughs> yeah, it needed so many ghosts. Diane all, oh my god, dad. all the men that die become ghosts and they haunt them for the rest of their lives. <laughs> I like that, but I, you know how Chastain and Kruger had both been double crossed. Mm-hmm. Well, spoiler. Um, <laughs> Kruger's dad and Sebastian Stan Ooh, should have been ghosts. Should have been ghosts. Magical realism. 
Oh my God, that would have been so good. But then she- okay, so back from the dead. Back from the dead. He's alive. Sebastian Sand brings her into a, like a scary looking room where there are guards. And this was a strange energy to the scene because like like you were saying before, at this point, if you're paying attention, he's he's giving off bad energy. He is giving off really strange energy. Mm-hmm. And Jessica Total Chastain, baddie. I think what she was doing or what she was like acting, if we will, is I feel like she was acting interested to try to get information, right? Mm-hmm. Or was she actually like... I think it was a blurb of between being excited to see him and feeling those feelings all over again while mm-hmm. at the same time realizing that something is afoot, right? Or or do you think she knew that something was off the whole time? I mean, okay, Chastain's a classically trained actress. That's how we like our stars. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think she comes from Juilliard. Yeah. So I can't accuse her of being unspecific. I think it's a choice. Yeah. And I think she had very complicated feelings about him. Okay. Because... Yeah, you're right. It was money. I'm like, does she love him? Is she relieved and just so psyched and can't wait to get back in the bed with him? Right. Or is because she on like, the one oh hand, it's really dumb to go into a room like that. Yeah. Well, I don't think she knows that he's double crossed her yet. She's kind of confused. She's like, yeah. what are you doing here? And at that point in my notes, I wrote, okay, vendetta over. He's alive. You yeah, because she now. does seem happy on some regards. But then I think as yeah. he continues to talk to her, and then by the end, it's solidified that something is rotten in the state of Denmark because he yeah, says to the guard, lock her up, put her in that cage I told you about. Yeah. And well, he's like, join me on my side. And she's like, oh my God. I think that's the point in time where she's like, okay, he's double crossed me. Yeah. He led me to believe he's one person. He's someone else. But I'm still confused at this point because she's rogue. She's not working for the CIA, but he is still working for the CIA, but he's bad. Okay, this that is where confusing. this is where it's confusing because we'd have to spoil another spoiler to explain that. Yes, not... technically he is still working for the CIA, mm-hmm. but, but if you remember his boss, the guy who's already dead, we find egg. out also was still working for the CIA, but was working for the bad guy. So it was like a double double cross. Yeah. So he didn't. He's and still the, working the for the CIA. Still gets out scot free. Because they were right. just two bad eggs. That's it. Right. Her boss and okay. Sebastian okay. Stan had been compromised. But as part of that, they stayed working for the CIA. So you're right. Got it. It's Got confusing. It. Too many too many crosses. Because then he goes back and crosses the other. No. <laughs> so he locks her in the room. He tells the guard, listen, she boy, is she pretty. But she packs a punch. And we get to see it. And we get to see it. And by the way, he gives her a run for her money. It's not yeah. an easy, it's not an easy. If this were the Super Bowl, I would say good game. Yeah, I thought, I th- I would say that too. I would say to both of them, good job. Like, both you guys, were landing punches, both were scoring. You guys both did a really good job. She wins and she kind of smashes his face into the door as she walks out. But Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> multiple, I love those in scenes, but it's really scary when she's got his head on the floor and she's just slamming it in the door. Yeah, but it's all cross cutting between her beating the shit out of him in a room and the bidding, right? In the bidding. For, the, for the vase or the vase, depending on how you pronounce it. Yeah, I'll go with vase, but I grew up with vase, but then I became an adult and like went for vase. So <laughs> okay, so right, they're bidding for irrelevant. The, they're bidding for the vase, and Sebastian Stan walks in. This part, the women are no match for his bids. 
okay, but I really had no idea what they were saying about the money here because it looked like he was doing money or sorry, he was doing technology like tinkering to get money. Like it felt like he, I don't know why they kept showing that. I didn't know why they kept showing it either because they were talking about it enough and I understood what was happening. Well, they just, he just kept raising the bid to like very high right. points. I think they were showing him doing the computer stuff because it Lupita was tracking online oh, from another room. Right. Um, and she was the one reporting, he's going higher. He's okay. Oh. He just bid half a billion. Okay, and she's it. feeding it into their earpieces. But oh, he's right. in the room. That's also what I was saying. It was conf- it. Right. That's why I was confused. Because I thought what they were showing us with the technology is that he was somehow like hacking into like, send fake money but i now i'm like i think that was beyond the scope of it but i think you're right they're just trying to show us that the money is also like digital and lupita was able to track it i guess she's able to track almost like a second before he calls it in the room she's able to see he's going up to half a billion and we're gonna lose it because what i would think would be the only benefit of bank paying for a, a vase like that with like cryptocurrency would be that you wouldn't want anyone to know who the buyer was because as we find out from the new lady who joins the Chinese agent, she says that the only reason she was there was to find out who the bad guys were who could potentially be buying this drive. So Mm -hmm. I was like, if you're going to buy it using crypto, just do it from outside the room. (laughs) It felt very... Hire us to rewrite this movie. Right? It felt <laughs> odd. So I think Lupita's, like, the, the crypto or the online bidding was also so Lupita could say, we're losing it. Yeah. This is going, this is faster than humans can, this is too fast. And she's feeding in Penelope Cruz's ear, I need you to get closer so I can track the drive. Because oh, we're going to lose it. Oh, that's why she had to get close. She's she's basically saying, we're going to lose the drive. Like, that's yeah. going to happen. They're going to buy it for half a billion. We don't have half a billion. You know, we're like... Okay, so... Okay, ants, riddle me this. So she goes to the this. front. Her, her significant other is in the front. Luckily, there's a seat open. She sits down. She flirts. And, yeah, Lupi- not, and Lupita, Lupita says to her, you're not close enough. You're not close enough. So she tosses her purse close to the vase. Yeah, she's like, want to get out of here? They get up. She okay. tosses her purse close to the vase so uh-huh. Lupita can ping the drive okay. and get a track on it. Got it. Okay. That's I don't what know I was, what was con- in the purse. Maybe like a cell phone or something. Like- okay. That's what I was super confused about because when she gets up, I was like, and she throws her purse. I'm like, oh my God, she's going to explode the vase and whatever. But she just tosses her purse and mm-hmm. then she walks away. Okay. Yes. I was very confused, but now that makes more sense. Yeah. So they knew they were going to lose it. They knew they had no shot of getting it, but Lupita's like, at least I can track it. So get your purse up there. Wouldn't you and just I wanna, thought that was clever. Wouldn't you just want to like, hide up in the rafters and just shoot the vase up? What happened to those old fashioned spy movies where you get a grappling hook and you just launch yourself into the, a ceiling tile and wait? Did you ever watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? not enough episodes okay because there's a there's a really good episode where they where they think that one of their neighbors has stolen a vase from a museum and they are keeping it in their house so they break into their house and they hide in there all day and then they and then they the neighbors come home and at the very end of the day like the whole episode is them like running from closet to closet to try to find the vase and then on their way out they find the vase and Danny DeVito is holding a whip and he goes the vase and he smacks his whip and it ends up shattering 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 it and then they look at them they look at each other like oh that wasn't it and they walk out and it was like (laughs) it's good payoff it was so funny but it just reminded me of that where I'm just like just just destroy it 
and then shoot up the drive and it's done. There were multiple points in this movie where I said, shoot the drive. Right? It's like, on the floor. I guess there I guess you want to get it for like research purposes, but if the consequence is that it could fall into the wrong hands and someone could do terrible, terrible things, let's just destroy it. Just destroy it. This is but Harry Potter and the Elder Wand. Nobody right. should have that power, is they what let, I'm saying. Okay, so they let them go. I wrote again the wig on Penelope Cruz is a sin. More men yeah. die. And they More men die. The the mysterious figure, I guess, is who this woman is. The the Chinese agent gets the girls um, to a really cool safe house. To a really cool safe house. She saves it. them from being shot up and Yeah, Lin Me. She's super cool. She is safe house super cool. Industrial and a little cold. That but great. Oh, it was so I will say this about the movie. I did it, it felt it felt big. Like it felt like a big movie. Mm. And I like that. Like I like yeah. that it I like it, my movies big. In the age of like Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime movies, which I get it like it's it's how they're producing these movies. Oftentimes those movies to me always feel so small and so not like a big movie. This felt yeah. like a big movie. And hey, uh, like show me the checkbook was out. Right. And they were cutting checks and no one was looking. Oh, they were cutting the checks because this was really cool. They go to the safe house and um, they start to like recollect and figure out what they're going to do. And um, Chastain is recovering, which I felt like was another really nice real nod, like a yeah. real touch. I, I would have been like, ow. I'm so bruised. And she was. She was These ladies are bruised. bruised. Chastain <laughs> was They are hurting. really bruised, but they're there. And this was like the saddest scene in the movie. It was like almost, mm. it was like almost uncomfortable to watch. But these guys come in and they um, have guns, I forget. And then they, they threaten them. Their safe house is like infiltrated again. I'm so sorry for them and so sad because at this point I'm I'm trying to rest. I'm trying to rest as they're trying to rest. As they're trying to but rest. We know that so at cross cuts or one before the other, who knows, scrambled eggs in the brain. Yeah. Sebastian Stan oh, right. did half a billion dollars on a fake drive. Yeah. Um Lynn Me was like, it's a fake. So I was like, Yes. Oh at right. the safe house. She opens it she a safe house opens the safe. Yeah. Is that why it's called a safe house? Maybe. Maybe. Double double meaning. And she pulls the real drive out and she goes, this is the real drive. Right. Because she and was I'm the like, one who initially stole it from the girls yeah. way back in Morocco. Okay. Got way it. Back. And then Sebastian Stan gets into trouble because he delivers the fake drive to his boss. and the For and the, too much money. And the guy's like, listen, I will kill you because you've messed up. And the guy, yeah. and Sebastian Stan's like, okay, better offer. I'm going to go and just get the drive and bring it to you. Okay, I'm just so gonna go get it for free now. Yeah. So, okay. So, <laughs> so literally, though, that's why I couldn't remember I'm just what go get it for free. what happened in this scene. Okay. So, right. So he goes and infiltrates so the safe house. Dan and his minions. Right. We got a we got a gun on every girl, and then he shows them that he has guns on their significant others. This and, was hard. This was hard to watch. And I guess so. He he basically says, "Listen, I'm going to start killing all your family members if you don't tell me where the drive is." And then and then in a moment's notice, mm. um, 
What's her name? This is why spies can't fall in love. Like you cannot have people close to you. Right. So he kills uh, Lupita Lupita's Nyong'o's boyfriend. Significant other. So sad. I was shocked. So sad. Not I woke okay. up to that this morning. Then 6 a.m. Then he kills. 6.05. He's dead. He kills um, Diane Kruger's boss, which I guess is sad, but. Jonas. I, I, compared to like your boyfriend or your father, you know. Well, that was her father figure. Because she, her dad double-crossed her and, like, broke her heart. and she Oh, true. In. So, you know, they're going for emotional weight, which I appreciate. Right. And luckily, you know? they... But I did feel the saddest for Lupita for being... Oh, my God. For terrible. <laughs> and then what's-her-name says they... Um, she gives it up, and she's goes One with One of them. the guys, what? gun on the women, goes... <laughs> Or no, Sebastian Stan might say it. He goes, she doesn't have anyone, oh. Mace, about, about chastity. <laughs> That's true. That was really funny, actually. Lupita's significant other, dead. Diane Kruger's dead. They've got guns on Penelope Cruz's family. Not okay. Kids. I, at this Not point, I was, okay. like, I was like, I don't like this. Like, this isn't fun at this all. This isn't funny anymore. Again, like, they do a scene like this in Spy where they kidnap Melissa McCarthy, but it's funny. funny. You don't think she's actually going to get killed like it's funny this was not fun i didn't like watching this at all this really set of the tone for my morning and i just feel not okay which is strange because what they end up doing is um the so they save her family they save her family because she decides she, to go with her with the drive yeah so lynn me is like here's the drive it's yeah. over there sebastian stan baddie mcbatterson grabs it um, and the women are kind of in the room looking at surveillance footage of their dead significant others. Yeah, And awkward. Lin Mi gets um, accompanied out yeah. with Batty, and that's the point where Chastain is like, get those off the screen. Get, yeah. get the dead bodies off camera. And yeah. Diane Kruger goes, I didn't even touch it. And the camera switches to Lin Mi's glasses. Yeah. Cool. So finally, but like a fun spy gadget. The first one we've seen. But what did we both think in that moment as we were watching it? Oh, yeah, we just talked about this. We just talked about it. I thought that that meant the deaths were fake, that they were green Oh, screen. right, right, right. <laughs> I was like, what did we think? I guess this whole time I'm not really willing to buy how serious this movie is. Oh, I 100% I'm still agree. waiting for the joke. And by the way, once we resolved the whole movie, I was expecting them to go home and see their significant others. Like, I really... Mm-hmm. Okay, so she... I was expecting a just kidding. I was expecting it to go just kidding... Those were staged, green screen, CGI, whatever. Yeah, it was really funny though. Once not, they, reali- did, once they realize her glasses have cameras in them, I forget which of the girl, sorry, which of the women says this, but, women. but yeah. what she says, and this is not the exact quote, but it's close enough. She goes, "She wants us to know where she's going." I was like, "Obviously, <laughs> do." <laughs> like, yes, when, she wants you to know where she's going. Obviously, like, it's. It's Lindy's glasses. And then they cut to Lindy's glasses. She wants to know where she's going. And I went, <gasps> smart. So they, they know where she's going. And then they, they, um. I got to hand it. Okay, this is an aside. I got oh, to hand they find it to the, the spy kids. Room. Oh, what? I got to hand it to the spy kids because I feel like they would have done the same in this yeah. moment. That's what I'm saying. Anyone would have done that. It's so, a real if... top of intelligence, top of our intelligence movie. So they're like, okay, we know where she's going. I guess she's going to some hotel or whatever. And before mm-hmm. they leave, Jessica Chastain stumbles into the Annie Oakley all-girls gun club in the back. 
And they're like, found it. Now we're in business. Now we're like, in the money. How they're going to take all those where they need them? Duffel bags. <laughs> a lot. Yeah, a lot of guns. I, you, never, you never think of those logistics. I'm never. Like, okay, you want multiple machine guns on your person. What am I going to do? And Chastain is strapping up, like yeah. seat belting and strapping, but also duffel bags yeah. for the ammo. Okay. Yeah, so they're getting ready. And then we cut to a scene where um, she is in the room at the hotel and she is trying to use the thing and she's trying to get it ready and she looks like she's genuinely working and Sebastian stands like you're gonna have to work faster, faster. you're gonna have to work harder yeah Lynn Mee is like saying something like it's transcoding or I she's saying tech language that we just don't understand yeah but she's buying time she's buying time and Important. then eventually they get fed up with her or she unlocks it unclear and they put her in a different room and yeah. then this was, and this Lupita's was hacking scene. in the whole time. Yeah. And Lupita's saying things like, we've only got one minute max. And Chastain's like, well, fuck it. I got to go. And she starts scaling the side of a building. Oh, my God. Wait, <laughs> this was that? my favorite scene in the movie because... Okay, yeah, let's hear it. Well, it, to me, it was what I wanted from the movie the whole time, which is when is in a room by herself with guards, mm-hmm. and then she has no gun, and she just grabs the lamp and, like, smashes the lamp on the side, and beats these people up with a lampstick. It was exactly what I wanted in this movie. And that's when I wrote down, I'm obsessed that this movie doesn't want to end. I was like, (laughs) it doesn't want to end. It does not want to end. Like this movie is going to go on forever. Like (laughs) they are going to drag this out forever. Yeah, when the credits hit, I, I almost didn't believe it was over. Didn't and I believe scrolled, it. I scrolled to make sure there wasn't more. Yeah, I was like, I feel like the movie was 355 minutes. It was like, it. so she's like beating them up with a lampshade or lampstick, which was so nice to see. And Jessica Justine, like you said, is like Scaling coming in building, from the outside. Dislocating her shoulders looked very hard. I would have been with Ow. Penelope Cruz in the elevator. Oh. Ow. Oh my God! When Penelope just gets in the crew, Get- in the elevator with two civilians, yeah, she looks great. So good under the fluorescent lighting too. I was like, wow, I wouldn't look that good. I did write again in my notes because I knew that we were getting to the end. I wrote again, what exactly is the three five five? Because I was like, we are getting dangerously close to the end of this movie, and we still don't know. Yeah, but I, I I just was resigned to the fact that I missed it. I said you missed it, Chan, and you're not yeah. going back. And this this began, which uh, simultaneously thrilling but also boring, ten minute gun sequence where I knew who the good guys were because they were the the women. I knew who the bad guys were because they were the men. And bad guys. It was just like scene to scene to scene of them shooting other people, dodging bullets. Jessica Chastain was like on the balcony of no help and it was a very long scene and it, it i knew it was the climax of the movie it just, it just felt like the scene where where she was beating him up with a lampshade felt much more thrilling to me than mm-hmm. this huge gun battle once you pull the guns out i i'm like <laughs> ready to fast forward because no it's, one stands a chance it's like we said it's like it's like what happened in the office. It's like when Michael pulls his gun out at the improv class. At the improv class. It's just like there's nowhere to go. What is the most exciting thing <laughs> that can happen on stage? Anytime, anyplace, anywhere. Someone brings a gun on stage. <laughs> and then it like whip pan and cuts too. And he's like, bang, bang, bang. And everyone's like, dead. It's very true though. Because it's like once the guns are out, 
there's no stakes anymore because no everybody has guns. Bloodbath. And it's eventually what happens is Diane Kruger gets the her hands on the drive after a bunch a big melee, and Sebastian Stan gives a little pop pop from his gun, hits her, she falls. In the and shoulder, he walks, which I appreciated. I was like, okay, that's a flesh wound. We're okay. Yeah. He walks over to them, I guess, in some sort of power position where he's going to finally. Oh, Lupita, Lupita find, gets the drive and destroys it and does what we wanted the whole time. Okay. Yeah. She does just she beats then? the shit out of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. On the floor. Um, And Sebastian Stan is like standing over Chastain and Penelope Cruz comes in and saves the day. She shoots him. Pops him. And they're like, wow, really good shot. Great really shot. Really good shot, Penelope Good shooting. Cruz. I thought you were going home. And... But the confusing part is when everyone comes in the room and starts holding up the women, who, in my mind, good guy. And I'm going, are they in trouble? They're in trouble. Is this like a Mission Impossible where, like, pending an investigation, they may or may not be in trouble? I don't know. They're in trouble. Because they could be in trouble. No, they are definitely in trouble at the end of the movie. Oh, you think that they're definitely in trouble? Yeah, they, they get arrested. But then it's like fast forward. Yeah, they escaped. Two months later. Yeah, they got out. But wait, they escaped from jail? Yeah, I think that's what happened. <laughs> I'm pretty sure no, that's no, no, what no. happened at the end. I thought that they were they got plucked and put in hiding. No, I think they get arrested because... Cause, but the cops do escort them out. Yeah, because oh. Sebastian Stan in this moment is a CIA agent and they killed him. Yeah. So... I, what I think is what what's supposed to happen is that they're supposed to get arrested, go to some sort of prison. And I thought what Jessica mm-hmm. Chastain tells Sebastian Stan in the next scene is that they got out because um, what happens is they go away. Sebastian Stan goes home as a hero and he gets promoted as mm-hmm. men do. And, do. and then he it's goes men ask ladies you gotta ask you gotta <laughs> and, ask and then he goes home one day and Jessica Chastain's there looking great and they are gonna have a drink in the afternoon yeah so she shows up at his place unannounced unannounced lets herself in which yeah. I love so slinky so cool they make drinks and then they sit down and she no tells one ever him, take mine with ice yeah she gets and one straight up. He gets a little scotch with ice. Then she tells him a little story about... Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll let you tell it because it's Women's History Month. <laughs> is it? it is. It's March. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. Okay, let's see the runtime. So one minute, one hour 50. That's insane. Or even later because I'm not even... I'm, I, scro- I didn't even scroll to it yet. She tells a little story about the 355. Which is? And... Okay, I had it up before. I want to get I want to get this right. Okay. The 355. The title is derived from Agent 355, the code name of a female spy, female spy mm-hmm. for the Patriots during the American Revolution. That's right. What? Remember what she says. They could have known her name. They just didn't want to. They didn't want to. <laughs> And like, yeah, a real message of like the real good guys will never get their due because no one knows that the women saved the day. Right. And then I think what she's extending this to say is that 
it was the whole spy agency's fault. Like they were the ones who didn't want to know her name. And I think I think they're trying to make a broader argument that it's these big institutions that we need yeah. to worry about. Burying women. So she, I, um, yeah, she sorry. tells us. There's another fact right after uh-huh. the 355 fact. And it says Chastain proposed the idea for this film while working with the director on Dark Phoenix. Which is and truly I just like one laugh. of the worst movies I've ever seen. I have to die laughing, like falling off my chair laughing, because pitching a movie based on the codename of a female spy for the Patriots during the American Revolution yeah. sounds cool. But why not just do that story? Do that story. Yeah. Why are we doing this weird deriv- derivation of that? Ooh, or big if Scrabble. Even call big it. Scrabble word. De- did I, is derivation a word? <laughs> yes. Okay, good. So... Yeah, I agree with you because then my next note after Washington's female spies three five five with an exclamation point, I yeah. then wrote, "I get it now." I think because I, I get it in the sense that okay, spies have been around and there have been female spies before, mm-hmm. but I think to your point, what about that story is analogous to what we just watched? I'm not sure there's a whole lot there because they're asking you to make the stretch. They're, my hamstrings. I get it. I just, I just feel the like there must be another. I feel like there must be a better stretch. So she tells them that story. We're all, we're all taken aback. We're all trying to process this breaking news, and it's really breaking news. All of a sudden, the, all of a sudden, the other girls flood mm. the hallways, and it's goosebump inducing. I was like. <gasps> And either then, side, either doorways, we get one. Girls, two, girls. Three, I mean, women, four. women, women. Women, and then, women, women. And then they tell him that he's been poisoned. And he's like, what's in this? And they're like, it's a Chinese herb. And he's like, it was the ice, wasn't it? <laughs> and they're like, you are going to be taken. You're going to wish you were dead. Yeah. we're going to take you to a prison where you will so rot bad. there so for bad. the rest of your life. And, You're like, yes. and then they walk out of the house. <laughs> That's it. They walk out of the house. And then this was truly my favorite part of the movie because I felt sad. I felt real life Penelope Cruz's energy in this movement moment because she literally she doesn't say this, but she says it. She goes, All right, can I go? <laughs> she literally uh, she's like, Can I go? Are we done? Like, are we done, done, done? Because it's I'm, me at the end of my shift at like any job ever. It's like, can I go? Literally, you don't I, need me. The last thing she says to them, she goes, "Good luck," and she walks away. <laughs> I gotta go. Oh, this these goodbyes made me really sad because it felt like they should all go hide together somewhere in like a fun mansion. Yeah, I like, just felt sad. I was like, "You guys have been through some shit now. Can we can we get like Big Brother house well, with you?" Yeah, it's almost like you wanted one of their phones to ring, and then they all look at it, and just get Justine and picks it up, and she goes. The three five five, and then the thing cuts, and it's yeah, like, like a Charlie's Angels ending. Yeah, cool. something fun like that. Because you're right, like Penelope Cruz leaves, and when Penelope Cruz leaves, it's that not... made sense. You're like, okay, she's a family. Oh, absolutely. But it yeah. was also like she will never see these women again. And no, then never. when Lupita leaves, it's kind of like okay, she went through a horribly traumatic event. I think mm-hmm. she needs a break. And then it's just Jessica Chastain and Diane and Kruger. Kruger, and she's like. Um, do you want to get a drink? Like, do you want to get a drink? And the other girl's like, no. no. <laughs> I wish I had those kind of boundaries. Even if I, I thought a wonderful boundary. Great I would boundaries. Like, you know this woman's been pretty annoying. 
and <laughs> I'm ready for a break. She thinks we're the same. We're fucking not. <laughs> yeah, she She's does. American. She thinks we're the same. She thinks we're the same. I would just was shocked by the boundary of it all. I would have been like, okay, I'll go for a drink, but I uh, didn't sure. want one. And then I did write down the last two lines in the movie because it did make me laugh. They were good. The last two lines were a very Charlie's Angels good. Okay, so Jessica Chastain goes, hey, Marie, bye. And then Diane Kruger, playing the part of Marie, goes, I doubt it. Doubt it. (gasps) So good. So good. Best dialogue in the whole movie. Okay, then at least we know that the girls are, at least those two are going to get back together. And then the movie ends. I know it wasn't this kind of movie, but I wanted like a date between the two of them. Not that kind of movie, but well, like I, I did want to see the drink. Unfortunately, what never really happened in the movie was that there was no bonding between the the women beyond the mission. Yeah, I wanted to see them. I wanted to know that they were going to go be friends forever after this, which is a me problem. It's not well, that kind of movie. Okay, like it would have <laughs> been really a great. Not. It would have been a great time for a callback for Diane Kruger to be like, "Yeah, but you're buying. Remember, you promised." Like something from Morocco, where Jessica Chastain said she goes because Jessica Chastain said in Morocco, "I'll buy the next round, or I guess all the rounds." <laughs> and I would have been like, "You owe me. That was insane. You're buying me a drink for the rest of my life." Yeah, I just I'm. I guess we were spot on two seconds ago when we were like, she thinks we're the same. We're not the same. Yeah. That, those were the vibes Kruger was giving and I was down. Or, and then make it funny if she was like, if Jessica Chastain, if, if Jessica Chastain's character, it would have been better if she was like a nerdy fan of these girls. Like, oh my God, I've heard about you. Ah, you want to be on my team? And at the very end, she's like, oh my God, Diane Kruger, let's go get drinks. And she just looks at her and she just goes, No. <laughs> and walks away. It would have been a lot better. That's very most McCarthy spy. No. Yeah. No. You fucking weirdo. I don't anyway, like you. I think that, like you said, you were right from the top where it was. The the problem with the movie is that they 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 went for serious and at the expense of everything else. And <laughs> it's like I don't necessarily have a problem with serious. No. It, well, it had good intentions. It's just, I think when you and I want to watch, we want to have so much fun. Well, here's the thing. Like we just watched, I just watched that like two weeks ago that the new James Bond movie, No Time to Die, which was very serious all the way through. But it felt yeah. different in the sense that like there felt like there was something at stake and it was enjoyable and it was very stylish and the music was wonderful. With this, mm-hmm. you you didn't really have some of those same elements that were driving the narrative forward. So yeah. I, I think guess that I gotta it, watch Bond. Yeah, I think it would have been. Um, I just think that if they would have balanced it with a with some humor or just gone full humor, it would have been best. Because if their mission was to make a female led action movie that was successful I just think it would have been better that way yeah I'm I'm having second thoughts about uh, me critiquing the title and it coming up so late in this film yeah okay the 355 was a secret code name like <laughs> we it was a secret so like even in this woman's lifetime during the revolution no one knew who she was so it's like okay this whole movie Okay, I will give you that. I will give it's you that. It's a secret. It's a I secret will, who these women are. I will give you that. I will give you that. <laughs> they kept it a secret until minute one hour 55. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So I'm going, 
I'm changing my mind in real time. Okay. It's important. Listen, that you out of all your the mind. out of everything that I would want to fix with the movie, the title is Last I would sacrifice the, the title for <laughs> for other for other elements. But I'm going to Rotten Tomatoes because I'm just like that discrepancy is killing me. Yeah. <laughs> Between critics and the audience. I mean I mean we're wrapping up. Yeah. But I would say this is that if it wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen in my life, but I think that I had really high expectations for the movie and mm-hmm. I was just hoping it would have been a little bit funnier. If anything, the movie told us that even women can make okay movies. Right? Even women even can women. make okay movies. <laughs> <laughs> and actually that's good because I feel like every time there's a female led movie, they're always like, is it going to succeed or not? It has to, it has to surpass expectations or else it's a failure. I'm like, you know what? Everybody can make okay movies and that is progress. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's a refreshing and really positive message because, um, you know, a lot of female led movies have the bear the burden of like having to be amazing because they're speaking for an entire gender. Exactly. And it's like male led movies don't have that. They're allowed to hit, they're allowed to miss and they're allowed to suck. So this movie can be medium and that's fine. I like it for it. Anyway, so if you like medium movies, this is for you. Yeah, I think the expectations were low for me to the point where I'm like, okay, yeah, this is a medium spy movie and I don't really like spy movies. So yeah, done. And the critics agree. Doggedly mediocre actioneer. The cinematic equivalent of gathering together Formula One's finest drivers and tossing them the keys to a Yugo. Don't even know what a Yugo is. Don't know. But thank you to the women. I think you guys did your best. And No, thank you to the women. And it was glorious seeing you all on screen together. And that alone was enough for me. Yeah. I'll be thinking about this if you win an Oscar for Tammy Faye. Yeah. Because you're going to transpose it for us. Or if Penelope wins for Parallel Mothers, I'll be thinking about this performance instead. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to watch Penelope. Yeah. It was, I'll end on, it was lovely to see Penelope and lovely to see Diane Kruger. I forgot that I love them. There you go. And um, a wonderful debut for me for Fan Bing Bing, who plays Lin Mi. I did not know her before this. Yeah, agreed. And they really, they really covered all the, the nationalities, didn't they? Yep. But, you know. Okay, we really did the damn thing. We got to get Steven out of here, friends at home, because he's going to fucking Italy. What a bitch. I'm going on my own 355 mission. Got to go. You really are. Like, let me know where the plane ride is, because I wouldn't know how they got anywhere. (laughs) Wouldn't know. All righty. We'll talk about Italy next week, okay? Next week. Okay. Okay, got to go, girls. Got to go, girls. (laughs) Bye, Steven. Bye, everyone.